in which Rebbe delineates what the goal is of the yeshiva of Tenchot Pimim, the yeshiva, the Rebbe's yeshiva, and not just the goal of the yeshiva, but also the goal of the graduates, what the yeshiva intends to accomplish in all the graduates of this yeshiva. Uh, let's go right to it. So, in the Febrenium... This is not just the purpose of the actual learning. How, what is it you're going to do? Yeah, what is it meant to give the students? To be a what is it meant to it give the graduates? And I think it's very relevant, not just because yesterday was the anniversary of when the yeshiva began, but also, but it's also connected to the month of El, where we're trying to uh, serve Hashem in the highest possible way. The highest possible way is, is a ton. So, in the Regna of Aachen Shal Pesach, in Tavshin Aleph, 1941, the previous Rebbe related how from the year of 1906 and on, the Rebbe Rashab started to uh, celebrate the meal on the last day of Pesach, Aachen Pesach, with the students of the yeshiva. And he wanted, the previous Rebbe said at this occasion, 1941, Aachen Shal Pesach, he said, I want to tell you one line from the talk that my father gave then, uh, he said a discourse on a, um, a, a passage in Warren in, in Croesus, uh, and then after he said the, this, uh, the, this discourse, he said, Baruch Hashem, the work was successful, meaning the, the, the yeshiva was successful. The discourse that Rebbe Hashab gave was about the Gemara and Christus discussing what's better, sheep or goats. Laura says that Yanai and his queen were sitting together and they're discussing which food is better. Is is uh, our sheep a better food or our goats better food? And uh, they trying to figure out what was better and they decided they're going to ask the Kohen Godel, who uh, wasn't such a... Uh, <laughs> so he came to answer the question. And he said, if goats were better, then why do we always offer sheep every morning on the, in the Vesa Migdash? Why, does the Torah, um, why do we offer sheep every morning? And he said it with a little bit of a disdainfully um, uh, motion of his hand, indicating that it was a ridiculous question. Of course, sheep are better. And the king punished him and cut off his hand, as Gemara says over there. So... So since the Rebbe Hashab's discourse of the inner meaning of this Gemara was said right before he spoke about the success of the yeshiva, there must be some connection between the success of the yeshiva and this uh, discussion about sheep being better or goats being better. So although we don't have that discourse that Rebbe Hashab, but we do have a Maimon Semach Tzedek which has a discourse on this, um, on this section of the Talmud, and we also have other discourses of other abeim about this section of the Talmud, which apparently are based upon this Maimar and Semach Tzadik, and therefore it's likely that also the discourse that the Rebbe Rashav gave then had the same content. What's the theme of the Semach Tzadik's discourse? The um, Semach Tzadik explains that goats and sheep refer to two different ways of serving Hashem. Sheep refer to those who serve Hashem with the study of Torah, they're focused on the study of Torah. The wool of a sheep corresponds to the laws of the Torah. So, so a sheep-like soul means someone whose sole occupation is the study of Torah. And they are termed in, in Hasidus by the name Yisrael. Yisrael is the name of the virtue of the Jewish people. 
So they are uh, uh, the Torah scholars. And the goats refer to businessmen. Their virtue is in their mitzvahs they perform. And just like um, a businessman has to engage with the world and use his mind to understand what the best move forward is in his business, but likely more often than not, or it, it can happen that the businessman dedicates too much of his thoughts to um, trying to make money, and he doesn't trust in Hashem. So just like the hair of the goat, unlike the hair of the sheep, uh, according to Kabbalah, represent, has, has a negative connotation. It's not, it's not a pure, holy um, wool, if you will, like the wool of the sheep, which represents the laws of the Torah. The, the goat hair represents the thoughts of a businessman about his business. And just like uh, Hasidus compares um, the vessel we make to uh, receive God's blessings to a garment, so Hasidus says if your clothing is too long, you end up tripping on it. So too, if you put too much thought into your business, it could actually mess things up. If you trust in Hashem, so then you won't be scheming, you'll just invest as, as the minimal amount that Hashem wants to put into your business. But if you think it's up to you and, it's, and, at the, and your success hinges on you, so then you're going to try to make all kinds of schemes. And, and uh, so that's, that, that, that extra excessive attachment to business is compared to the hair of the goat. So there are souls which are like sheep, and there are souls which are like goats, their souls of the Torah scholars are like sheep, and the souls of, of the of those who are who are businessmen or who are their virtue is in their mitzvahs, they're compared to goats. So what's better? Are Torah scholars better or businessmen businessmen better? So Talmud says that the king said that goats are better. The king corresponds to the divine revelation in the world of Atsilus that is above creation, the level of Zah. The creation comes from God's words. As it says in the Torah, God said, let there be light, let there be a sky. So God's words emanate from the level of sovereignty of Shem's desire to be king, king over the world. And then there are revelations of Godliness which are beyond creation. So because there is the king is, which corresponds to revelation of Hashem beyond creation, because he's so higher than, because we're talking about revelation of Godliness which is far beyond creation, so Everyone likes what's novel to them. People like what's, un- what's unusual for them. So for the king, compared to a level of godliness which is higher than creation, what's considered the best, what's considered the m- most amazing thing? Goats, businessmen. Because businessmen are engaged with something that's novel for them. So when they, by them elevating the physical world by um, doing mitzvahs, they are they are doing something that the king that this this revelation of Galilee, which is higher than creation, feels is wow, this is amazing. The perspective of Zohar from the perspective of, of revelation of Hashem beyond creation, what's novel, what happens in creation, what what, what businessmen can do, what the mitzvahs they perform. However, the queen says that sheep are better. Who is the queen? The queen represents a divine revelation, which is the source of creation. The the how Hashem is our creator. From the perspective of the way Hashem contracts himself to be a creator from Hashem's uh, light, which animates and creates all the worlds, since that level of godliness is more in the level of Yaakov, more in the level of descending into creation. So again, people like what is novel to them. 
So for the queen, for the level of godliness, which is within creation, what's considered novel, from that perspective, Yisrael, those who are occupied in Torah, those who are higher than creation, those who are involved in the study of Torah. Which one's actually conclusion? Which one's actually better? Are sheep better? Are Torah scholars better? Or are businessmen better? So the Gemara concludes <coughs> they're both equal. Because you have to have both. That's what the Semach Sedek says in that discourse. So the Rebbe Rashad mentioned this course, this course before you said that the, his work was successful, the was successful. So you understand what's the connection between this discourse and his remark about the yeshiva. If a yeshiva is about the study of Torah, that's what the purpose of yeshiva is, so there's nothing in this discourse which points out to the virtue of Torah scholars that are greater than, than businessmen. And the conclusion actually is that they're equal. So, so why is it that the Rebbe HaShab uses this discourse, this idea, as a, a, to, as a preliminary, as a, to introduce his remark about the yeshiva being successful. What about this discourse gives us um, insight into the yeshiva, Tom Chetmim and Rebbe Hashab's yeshiva, that, um, that uh, is, is pertinent? So you might want to say that the Gemara, although the Gemara concludes that sheep and goats are equally good, however, the Gemara does have some uh, leaning towards sheep being better than goats. Because the Kohen Gadol in the Gemara says that uh, sheep are better. And he brings them, and he, he, the Gordon doesn't refute what he says. He actually brings sheep every day as sacrifices to Hashem. The daily sacrifice was a sheep. So the Gemara does indicate, although the Gemara doesn't this as a conclusion, but the Gemara brings a proof, does not refute the proof that the daily sacrifices are sheep. Number two, what's the proof that sheep and goats are equal, because the, the proof is, although the Torah in general, whenever the Torah mentions sheep and goats, it mentions sheep first, but there's one instance where the Torah mentions goats. So since it, the, the, the Torah usually mentions sheep first, and only one says goats are first, it does tell us there's some virtue that sheep have over goats. Number three, the Gemara doesn't mention even as a possibility that goats are better. So you might want to conclude that this is the relationship between the Rebbe Rashab's words and the success of the Yeshiva because in this Talmudic passage there is something um, that highlights the virtue of sheep, that highlights the virtue of studying Torah. But it's difficult to say this for many reasons. Reason number one, all of this, that we've, all of the, the various um, vantage points that we've said that indicate that sheep are better, not the conclusion of the Gemara. The conclusion of the Gemara is that they're equal. So, and the Gemara, um, uh, and especially in the discourse that Samach said, it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't, he doesn't uh, focus on the Klein Godel bringing the sheep as a daily sacrifice. He doesn't talk about the virtue of sheep over goats. He, just, he, put, he presents them as equal in this discourse. Number two, um, even if you were to say that there's something about this, about this um, passage in the Gemara that highlights the virtue of studying Torah, why does that have any relevance to the success of the yeshiva? Number three, um, what is the relationship uh, that, that he, if, you, if this discourse was about the study of Torah and the virtue of studying Torah, why does that mean the yeshiva is successful? What does that have to do with anything? So, we'll have to first explain what the Rebbe Hashem meant when he said the yeshiva is successful. 
it sounds like there's room for this yeshiva not to be successful. And therefore, he has to give a special thanks to Hashem for his question is, even if a simple person makes a yeshiva, for sure God would help that person be successful in doing something holy. How much more so when the one who founds this yeshiva is a leader of the Jewish people who has no selfish interests, has to show him. So what's, the, what's so novel, what's so special about saying, saying this yeshiva was successful? So you have to explain what this yeshiva is about. Rebbe Rashab says in Eitz Chaim, in a book explaining what exactly the role of the yeshiva is, he says the purpose of our yeshiva is not in order to study the revealed parts of Torah. As Zerb Rashab said, the goal of the yeshiva is not for the sake of Torah. There is Torah. Torah is not, is not missing. There are many yeshivas. Rather, he says, the purpose and the foundation of our yeshiva is that the boys studying this yeshiva should be Jews who are God-fearing, wholehearted um, to Hashem and His Torah, that's why we decided to make this yeshiva, that this, we wanted to plant in these boys an inner, inner feeling of reverence and love for God. And the way to achieve this inner feeling of reverence and love for God is through the study of the inner dimension of Torah. So the purpose of the yeshiva, as Rabbi Shabbat said elsewhere, is that the boys should spend their time diligently studying Mara and Rashi and Tesis. However, the goal is that to pay attention to them and to plant in their hearts a... The, the, a fundamental uh, faith and reverence for God, to serve God and to go in God's ways, and the light of Torah mitzvahs should shine inside them, and so that they should be people who not only study Torah themselves, but they give merit to others, that they also inspire others. That means the goal of the students, the, the students of the yeshiva, only meant to spend their time studying the real parts of Torah. They have to also study the inner dimension of Torah. They have to be involved in the study in prayer. Because the goal is plant in their hearts faith and reverence for Hashem. And further, they should have an inner feeling of love and reverence for Hashem. And further, the goal of the yeshiva is that the students should be those who give merit to the many. They, in the, as Rebbe Hashab said, he wants his students to be candles to give light. So even while they're in yeshiva, without taking away from the time to spend, that they're meant to spend studying Torah, they have to be involved in spreading the wellsprings to the outside while they're still students of the yeshiva. So that's what the Rebbe Rashab said about making this yeshiva. And, and there's a difference between what he said and what the Gemara says in general. The Gemara says in general that anybody who says, all I have, my whole, my whole um, all I have is Torah, and I'm not interested in kindness or prayer, the Gemara says, you don't, you don't have Torah either. You have to have Torah with kindness. Or as Umara says, if there's no fear of God, you have no wisdom. You can't know, know Torah without fear of God. You can't know Torah without kindness. But still, uh, you could say your focus is study of Torah. In order for your Torah study to be successful, you have to daven. In order for your Torah study to be successful, you have to, you have to give to others. You have to give to others physically, you give to others spiritually, because you want your Torah to be successful. It's not that you have another goal besides the study of Torah. What's, that's, that's what the Talmud tells us in general. What's unique about the yeshiva of the Rebbe, of the Rebbe Rashab, is that the purpose of their studying Hasidus and davening and doing kindness and spreading the wall springs to the outside is not just to enhance their Torah study, their Gemara, rather it is its own, has its own intrinsic value, not just it's a means to an end. And that's why 
the Rebbe, the Rebbeim, our Rebbeim instituted that the students of the yeshiva have to dedicate part of their day to studying Chassidus, and that to study Chassidus in a way that in the same intensity that they study Gemara, and that they dedicate time and effort to Davin and Davin at length, and they even instituted that some weeks of the summer they should spend their time spreading Torah and Judaism, and throughout the year also to spend some time doing that as well. So now you can understand why this passage in the Gemara about the king and the queen are, have, have a relationship to the success of the yeshiva. You might want to say that in every yeshiva, the main thing is studying Torah. So a student has to feel about Torah study, all my inner thoughts are about you, the study of Torah. So how can anything else be the main thing? Like Abaya said that if uh, I would have to go serve a dish of a a a, a uh, if I would have to have to have to go serve food to my to my mother, that would take away from my study of Torah. I was an orphan, but it, 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 that would 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 not that you shouldn't do it, but that would that would take away from from the study of Torah. If if there's something else that you're concentrating on, how much more so if there has to be a involvement in davening, in spreading the walls from Chassidus the outside, you can't have a a a a. Um, totally focus on your study of Torah if you have other things to do. And that's why the Rebbe Hashab prefaced and said that there are two kinds of service of Hashem. There are sheep and there are goats. There are, there's Torah and there's mitzvahs. There are tzaddik and there's tshuva. Although everyone has to do both, even those who are Torah scholars have to be involved in mitzvahs and kindness. Again, if they don't do that, they're not achieving Torah either. And another, and also those who are involved in business and mitzvahs, they have to also have a set time to study Torah. But nevertheless, the Gemara's question is, so everyone has to do both. Gemara's question is, well, which one is better? And what's Gemara's conclusion? Which one is better? You have to do both. Um, and the Gemara says there's a virtue in each of them. There's advantage in Torah, there's advantage in mitzvahs, but the Gemara's conclusion is you have to have both. That they both um, stand together. And that's the foundation for the success of the yeshiva, that the, the students of the yeshiva are involved both in sheep and in goats, and each of those things are considered a major component. They're not considered one is just a means to the other, rather each of them is a focus. The question is like this. Practically, how can you have two things being a focus? Right? A person is limited, a person is, is measured, Hashem made a person with certain limitations. How could it be that we're able to, to put them both together, especially when these two things are opposites? The words of Torah are called fire, and the mitzvah is done with a physical object. With One is using your mind, one you're using your action, how can you do both? There was a chassid of Rebbe Rashab, I think it was Rebbe Chani Marazov, he asked Rebbe Rashab, how is it possible to be excited both from the inner dimension of Torah and the, and the, uh, and the, and Gemara, to say, how can you be excited to learn both? Rebbe Rashab said, mitzah teres is because they're both Torah, it's possible. Similar thing Rebbe says here. The, the limitation that we have, we, that we say one thing is, uh, they're different from each other, that's only external. But if we were to go into the inner essence of what, of what Torah is, what mitzvahs are, they're both the same point, fulfilling the will of Hashem. So when a person is a separate entity from Hashem, and so his service of Hashem is limited, so then each thing he does is different. There's time I'm doing this kind of thing, my focus is in this style, my focus is in that style. But what's the meaning of Tamim? The meaning of the student of, yesh- of this yeshiva, as Rabbi Hashab has said, said that they're called the Tamim. What's a Tamim mean? The essence of a tamim is putting yourself completely on the side. That means that you are investing yourself in many interests and you're totally devoted to, you have no ambition for yourself. Your whole, your whole 
being is to fulfill the will of those who made this yeshiva, which is the will of, of Hashem. So this, this uh, devotion and this divestment of any self-interest, that just like the Gemara says about film, that there's room on your head to put on two pairs of film, so if a, to a person that has this, if he is a Tom, if he's told to devote the will of Hashem, what's the difference? If Hashem is asking you to learn Torah, he's asking you to daven, he's asking you to spread the one of the most on the outside, it's possible to be totally devoted to each of, the, of these things. Why would you want to put two pairs of film? In the Gemara. Well, they see today the people have an opinion that they're supposed but to wear a guy, but in the Gemara they didn't have a baby without the Why just discuss the, they... the size of the head and how and how uh, and how there's room in the head to put the phone in two different places? Anyways, bottom line though, the, 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 the bottom line though is it's 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 on the one hand okay that's what a tamim is, but then why didn't he make why did he make a yeshiva if we're trying to create people who are devoted to do God's will? So then it's not a yeshiva. Yeshiva is about studying a Torah. So it tells us something. That although the Rabbi Rashad wants the students to, to daven, he wants them to spread the walls from the outside. However, it's not a place of prayer. It's not a place of Torah and prayer. It's yeshiva. That means that all of their involvement is not meant to, to take away, God forbid, anything of their study of Torah. Rather, their main purpose is a study of Torah. There's a halachic example to this idea. The Gemara says that there are some things that a Kohen only can do in, in the service of making, bringing a sacrifice to Hashem. For example, a calling, uh, he has to be the one to sprinkle the blood on the altar. However, although it's not preferred, if a non-Kohen slaughters the animal, the animal is accepted. Um, if a non-Kohen walks with the blood to the altar, is accepted. Although those are part of the service of the, um, the, the sacrifice, those are critical components. However, the only thing that, a, that, that only a coin can do is what's called a vedatama, something which perfects a sacrifice and makes a sacrifice done. So, whatever perfects a sacrifice is called tama. Whatever is done before that, although it's a critical component of the service, it's not called tama, it's not called perfect. It's not just a preparatory step. Those are walking with the sacrifice and slaughtering the, the animal are part of the service. And that's why you've had the wrong thoughts doing those things and invalidates them. But what's considered a perfect service, the final step of the sacrifice. So too, in regarding our subject over here. Although the students of the yeshiva have to be involved in davening, they have to be involved in spreading the wall springs to the, out, springs to the outside, and each of them has to be a major focus and a separate, a separate um, activity, and, and not just a means to an end. However, what's the, what perfects the, the yeshiva student what is, where is his perfection? His perfection is in the study of Torah. When compared to the study of Torah, everything else is like a preparation. Yes, there's a, each of those things that the students have to be involved in have to be a, a focus intri- intrinsically, not as a means to an end, but compared to the study of Torah, they are similar to a preparation. And this explains what Rabbi Rashab was saying. At first he, he spoke about sheep being better and goats being better, and then he spoke up about the success of the yeshiva. The main, even according to the conclusion of the Gemara, as you said before, there still seems to be something better about sheep. At this Kohen Gadol would offer sacrifices every day of sheep. That means the general uh, daily service of Hashem every day, what, what do you need to do to serve Hashem every day in the base of Mingdash? What's your daily service? Your daily service is the study of Torah. Most of the time, the communion considered on the regular service of Hashem is with the sheep. 
there has to be a focus on the study of Torah. That's the Aveda Tama. That's what perfects you. So in Torah itself, everything in the world that exists comes from Torah. In Torah itself, you also have two parts. There's the sheep part of Torah and the goat part of Torah. Sheep correspond to tzaddikim, and goats correspond to Bali Shuba. And so too in Torah itself, the revealed parts of Torah are related to tzaddikim, and the inner dimension of Torah is associated with Shuba. That's why the Torah was given in the third month of the year. The revealed part of Torah was given in the third month from the month of the righteous, the month of Passover, the month we were born as a people, when we became God's people, we were like tzaddikim. The month of Tishrei is a month of Teshuva. So the third month since the giving of the of uh, since um, we became tzaddikim, we received the giving of Hashem gave us the revealed parts of Torah. And when did Hashem give us the inner dimension of Torah on the nineteenth of Kislev, which is the third month since the month of Tishrei, the month of Teshuva, the month of returning to God. So the inner dimension of Torah is associated with Teshuva, and the revealed parts of Torah are associated with Tzaddikim. And what does it say about the coming of Mashiach? Is Mashiach will make even those who are Tzaddikim do Teshuva, which is very in sync with, with the purpose of the Yeshiva. The Rebbe Hashab said, I'm lighting a luminary, the Rebbe Hashab said when he established the Yeshiva. He said, I'm lighting a luminary that will give light and spread the wellsprings of the, out, of the Baal Shem to the outside and bring Mashiach. Because the goal of the Yeshiva is that they should study both the revealed parts of Torah and the dimension of Torah. Kind of like uh, making tzaddikim do teshuva. So, so this is like we were saying before. Although there is an the, the has to, there's an advantage of both sheep and goats. Nevertheless, the Gemara says sheep always goes first. That means the general service of Hashem um, is like this. Although a, a student of yeshiva has to understand this, and that's what's unique about the yeshiva. Nevertheless, that's just a salt for the bread. But the daily service of Hashem, of the student, what's his m- m- most of the day, most of the day he has to be involved in studying the revealed parts of Torah. So, so two-thirds of the time of the yeshiva is spent studying the revealed parts of Torah. Only a third is spent studying, uh, studying chassidus. The, um, just like when Mashiach will come, it says he'll make tzaddikim do tshuva. What's their main thing? They're tzaddikim. They're also going to do tshuva. So bottom line, what's the lesson we have there that says to the students of this yeshiva? The main essence of the student is study of Torah. And he can't be successful in Torah unless he makes an effort. He could show up all day in, in, in class, but if, he, if he's not making an effort, he will not be successful. And so too he has to make an effort in his davening. Unlike the myth that says that people think that the service of Hashem in prayer is something that was for previous generations, it's not true. Um... And the effort in studying Hasidus, the effort in, in davening, is not supposed to be just a preparation for the reveal to, to be able to study Torah. Rather, it has to be its own focus. And yet, the students have to know that that's not called a perfect service of Hashem. The perfect service of Hashem that makes everything else perfect, that completes everything, is to make an effort in the study of Torah. And although the other things they have to do are also also a service of Hashem too. And and while they're spreading the wellsprings to the outside, they can't think about other things. But as Rebbe Hashab said, that that a pnimi, someone who is real and uh, focused inward, whatever he does, he's there completely. 
Nevertheless, they also, even while they're they're involved in and in, in focused on spreading wellsprings to the outside and, and sharing Torah mitzvahs with others, um, the, the Gemara says about Shmuel Barshelas that he once went to check out his garden, and he said even while he's checking out his garden, he's thinking about his his students, and so too the students of the yeshiva, although although they have to be focused on the other elements of the yeshiva as well, spreading the wellsprings to the outside. But nevertheless, they have to know and they have to be conscious of that their, their perfection is in the study of Torah, and they have to be conscious of that even when they're involved in, 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 in spreading the wellsprings to the outside. So here is, the Rebbe says, an answer to those who make a mistake and they claim. Since these students of the yeshiva are required to spread wellsprings outside, and this requirement only gets bigger, especially since the previous Rebbe came to America, so you might think they have to stop, they have to learn less Torah. And that's, so the Rebbe says it's a mistake. They, the, the instruction that Rebbe Hashem, that two-thirds of the day that you study, there are real parts of Torah. Only one-third of Chassidus is something which lasts forever. It's eternal instruction. And, um, and, and they're involved in, in doing the Mitzvah, the Mitzvah campaigns, can't take away from their, um, their study of Torah. A student of the yeshiva doesn't own himself. Even while he has, so to speak, free time, it's, it's, he has a time, it, that even that free time is something that's not his own. It's that the Arabeim gave him that time that he should decide what he wants to do in that time. He's only in Torah, he doesn't want to spread the wellsprings to the outside. But since it's not his own time, it's given to him from the, from the yeshiva, from the Rebbeim, therefore that time also has to be done according to what the Rebbeim wants, according to what the instruction of the, the ones, one, runs, one, those who run the yeshiva say. So also, our Rebbe says, who have left the, the walls of the yeshiva, the holiness of the yeshiva has not left us. The immense, tremendous power and energy that our Rebbeim invested in this, their students, not just their students, but everybody says, even someone who's once learned anything from our Rebbeim is also considered a student of this yeshiva. So what the, our Rebbeim have been invested in every student of this yeshiva in their soul is something which lasts forever in their essence, that in their entire life, each of us is a student of our Rebbeim. And so all that we said before about this, these students, that, that, that their essence is that they're devoted to Hashem, to anything that Hashem asks them to do. That, that, that's the essence of the student. And number two, that their perfection is in the study of Torah, so too that has to be also by each of us, that although for whatever reason a person has left this walls of the yeshiva, and he's now zvulon, he's now involved in, in, in mitzvahs, not, um, he's not involved anymore in studying Torah in the same way. Nevertheless, they have to be involved in both sheep and in goats, and in a way that they're both focused, and at the same time to remember that the main perfection of a Jew is in his study of Torah, and that means that you don't just uh, study Torah in the set times you set aside for studying Torah, you also steal from other times uh, when you're not obligated to study Torah, and by involving learning Torah, the revealed parts of the Torah, the intervention of the Torah, this is a preparation, the revelation of the coming of Mashiach, when Mashiach will teach the old Torah to all the Jewish people, young and old, and the world will be full of knowledge of Hashem, like water covers the ocean bed. Zev, you look like you have a question right on your mind. Thinking about it. Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a language question. Yeah. Uh, 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 means students, and Tomchem means what? Those who support those students. Tom doesn't mean, Tom means, per, per, uh, um, Tom has many meanings. Tom means sincere, Tom means whole. But in, oh. uh, in our context, it means someone who's devoted to the Lord of Hashem. Okay. 